0: Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and you're listening to the Catechism in a Year podcast, where we encounter God's plan of sheer goodness for us, revealed in Scripture and passed down to the tradition of the Catholic faith. The Catechism in a Year is brought to you by Ascension. In 365 days, we'll read all the way through the Catechism of the Catholic Church, discovering our identity in God's family as we journey together toward our heavenly home. It is day 26. We're reading, not only are we reading paragraphs 185 to 192, we are also reading the Creed, creeds, two of them, the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed today. That's what we're doing today. So again, day 26, we're reading the creeds as well as paragraphs 185 to 192. As always, I'm using the Ascension edition of the Catechism, which includes the Foundations of Faith approach. You can follow along with any recent version of the Catechism of the Catholic Church. You can also download your Catechism into your reading plan by visiting ascensionpress.com C-I-Y and also, you might know this, but you can click follow or subscribe in your podcast to receive daily updates, daily notifications. It will be incredible. As I (laughs) said, oh my gosh, today we're going to go through both the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed. That's how we're going to kick things off. And so just keep that in mind when you're saying, wait, these are different. Yes, of course, they're different. And secondly, um, they're also um, the introduction basically to this new section. We're going into a section two on the Creed. And this is really incredible. If you have the Ascension's version of the Catechism, you'll be able to see that, okay, here we are, part one, still profession of faith, what we believe the creed is section two, the profession of the Christian faith, and it's divided into kind of three main areas, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. In fact, one of the things that the next couple paragraphs we read today are going to talk about is, yeah, the creed is kind of in three, quote, with <laughs> these word chapters, chapter one being God the Father, chapter two being God the Son, and chapter three being God the Holy Spirit. And so that's what we're going to launch into today. Also, it's kind of an interesting thing. Again, if you have the Ascension edition of the Catechism, you can see that the first section here on God the Father is from paragraphs 185 to 421. So like almost 250 paragraphs. So it was a big chunk of change. So it's really cool. In fact, as I've been reading ahead a little bit, you know, I've been trying to <laughs> brush up on what's, what we're going to be talking about, and we get to dive deeply And not today, not necessarily tomorrow, but the third day from now, we're going to really dive deeply into, okay, here is the identity of God the Father. Here's the identity of God himself. And that's so exciting. And then we're going to do that again with God the Son and also God the Holy Spirit. So that's... I don't know. I get pretty excited about that kind of thing. We're also going to talk about a couple different words I want you to uh, kind of listen for as we're reading through paragraphs 185 to 192. Um, the first, well, of course, we have the word creed, right? Which means credo, I believe. That's why we call them creeds because the first words are typically credo, I believe, or we believe, but also the word symbol. Um, and, and we're going to define this word symbol. I I don't know if you've ever stopped to wonder, wait, what does the word symbol mean? Well, we're going to hear that the Greek word symbolon meant half of a broken object, like a, a seal that was broken. And so like you'd have one half of the seal, kind of like those those friendship necklaces, you know, say friends forever. And they're like half of a heart. And then the other best friend has the other half of the heart. That kind of idea is, is a symbolon. So the idea we have symbols of faith is because uh, we recognize something in what we're going to profess that is in us. Just, I'm like, wow, that's a that's really incredible. That's really beautiful. It's a sign of recognition and communion between believers as well, which I think is just awesome. It is, it essentially is the best friends forever broken necklace that, that we walk up to any other Christian and realize, wait a second, you believe what I believe. Why? How do we know this? Because we share the same creed. We're also going to look at uh, the term article and, and you think, okay, duh, article. I get it. I know what article means, but I love this. It it kind of breaks down this term that we would know our article and and say, yeah, it means articulate, like oh, that makes sense. These articles articulate <laughs> um what we believe, and so we 're going to go through all that today and just begin looking at begin examining, begin wading into the creed, not only the creed itself but who the creed is talking about, but today again we 're talking about today and tomorrow we 're talking about the kind of the reality of creeds, like where do they come from, why do we need them? Um, We need, above all, we need uh, prayer. We need God's grace. And so let's say a prayer right now. Father in heaven, we give you praise. We thank you so much for bringing us to this day, bringing us to day 26. We're so grateful that you've allowed us to walk with each other and to be guided by you. We ask you to send your Holy Spirit so that we can not only hear the creed, but we can profess the creed. Not only that we can understand it, but so that we can live it. Not only that, so that we we can have confidence in what we say about you, but so that we can have you because you are the object of our longing. You are the object of our love. You are everything and words cannot capture your reality. So we just ask that you step into our lives in a new way, in a fresh way, in a deeper way and capture our hearts. We make this prayer in the mighty name of Jesus Christ, our Lord, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. As I said, we're at day 26. We're reading both the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed, and then we're diving into paragraphs 185 to 192. The Credo, the Apostles' Creed. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, creator of heaven and earth. the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and life everlasting. Amen. The Nicene Creed I believe in one God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, of all things visible and invisible. I believe in one Lord, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God, born of the Father before all ages. God from God, light from light, true God from true God. and the life of the world to come. Amen. What We Believe, Part 1, The Profession of Faith, The Creed, Section 2, The Profession of the Christian Faith, The Creeds. Whoever says, I believe, says, I pledge myself to what we believe. Communion in faith needs a common language of faith, normative for all and uniting all in the same confession of faith. From the beginning, the apostolic church expressed and handed on her faith in brief formulae for all. But already early on, the church also wanted to gather the essential elements of its faith into organic and articulated summaries intended especially for candidates for baptism. St. Cyril of Jerusalem wrote, This synthesis of faith was not made to accord with human opinions, but rather what was of the greatest importance was gathered from all the scriptures, to present the one teaching of the faith in its entirety. And just as the mustard seed contains a great number of branches and a tiny grain, so too this summary of faith encompassed in a few words the whole knowledge of the true religion contained in the Old and New Testaments. Such syntheses are called professions of faith, since they summarize the faith that Christians profess. They are called creeds, on account of what is usually their first word in Latin, credo, or I believe. They are also called symbols of faith. The Greek word symbolon meant half of a broken object. For example, a seal presented as a token of recognition. The broken parts were placed together to verify the bearer's identity. The symbol of faith, then, is a sign of recognition and communion between believers. Symbolon also means a gathering, collection, or summary. A symbol of faith is a summary of the principal truths of the faith and therefore serves as the first and fundamental point of reference for catechesis. The first profession of faith is made during baptism. The symbol of faith is first and foremost the baptismal creed. Since baptism is given in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, the truths of faith professed during baptism are articulated in terms of their reference to the three persons of the Holy Trinity. And so the creed is divided into three parts. The Roman Catechism states, The first part speaks of the first divine person and the wonderful work of creation. The next speaks of the second divine person and the mystery of his redemption of men. The final part speaks of the third divine person, the origin and source of our sanctification. These are the three chapters of our baptismal seal. The Roman Catechism further states, These three parts are distinct, although connected with one another. According to a comparison often used by the Fathers, we call them articles. Indeed, just as in our bodily members there are certain articulations which distinguish and separate them, so too, in this profession of faith, the name Articles has justly and rightly been given to the truths we must believe particularly and distinctly. In accordance with an ancient tradition already attested to by St. Ambrose, it is also customary to reckon the Articles of the Creed as twelve, thus symbolizing the fullness of the apostolic faith by the number of the apostles. Through the centuries, many professions or symbols of faith have been articulated in response to the needs of the different eras. The creeds of the different apostolic and ancient churches, for example, the Quicumque, also called the Athanasian Creed, the professions of faith of certain councils, such as Toledo, Lateran, Lyon, Trent, or the symbols of certain popes, for example, Fides de Masi, or the Credo of the People of God of Paul VI. Okay, there we go. You guys you got a chunk of change today, which is awesome. Yesterday was nugget day. Today is not nugget day. Today is uh, get the whole get the whole chicken <laughs> day. I don't know what that means. I am sorry. But okay, so we we recited both creeds, the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed. Now, Couple things about this. We might learn this even later. The Apostles' Creed is that essential creed that you know can be traced back to the apostles. So the Apostles' Creed obviously is shorter than the Nicene Creed. But it doesn't contradict it, right? The Nicene Creed, which comes later, doesn't contradict the Apostles' Creed at all. In fact, it's an expansion. Why did it get expanded? Well, paragraph one ninety two kind of highlights in one sentence what happens. Paragraph 192 says, through the centuries, many professions or symbols of faith have been articulated in response to the needs of the different eras. So the Apostles' Creed sums up what we believe, what Christians believed from the beginning. But here we are in the fourth century, right? 325 was when the Nicene uh, Council of Nicaea was, was, was convened. And so It was convened in response to this challenge, like how do we really understand Jesus being divine, which we're going to dive deeply in, and in the next couple days and weeks, how do we truly understand Jesus being divine? Well, you know, in the Apostles' Creed, it says, Jesus Christ is only son, our Lord. Okay. Who was conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary. All right. So that's what we know. Jesus is the son of God. He is our Lord. He was conceived by the Holy Spirit and born of the Virgin Mary but people are saying okay what does it mean that Jesus is the son of god does it mean that he's part god and like you know part human is it mean like you know kind of like hercules kind of situation or 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 what and so in 325 the council of nicaea comes together in response to this question in response to this challenge and you can see it gets expanded where it says in the apostles creed in jesus christ his only son our lord in the Nicene Creed, it says, believe in one Lord Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God. So the word begotten is now in there. Born of the Father before all ages. God from God, light from light, true God from true God, begotten, not made, consubstantial with the Father. Through him, all things were made. I mean, you can see that they are making it very, very clear that what we believe as Christians is that what we When we say Jesus is the son of God, we mean he is co-equal and co-eternal with the father. And so that's just so powerful, you know, and, and we get to the Holy Spirit, same kind of thing. In fact, the Nicene Creed is shorthand. It's actually the Nicaea-Constantinopolitan Constantin- Creed, easy for me to say, um, because not only was that articulated in 325 in the Council of Nicaea, but also in 381 in the Council of Constantinople. And so that was where it was. That's a little, little inside baseball for you there. But here's, we get to talk about the creed, <laughs> Let's get to talk about the creeds. Um, that's just a little kind of explanation of the difference between the Apostles' Creed and the Nicene Creed. Why do we keep expanding them? Because they're being challenges. People saying, well, what do we really mean? What do we really believe? Because that's what the heart of the creed is. What do we ultimately, just the, in its simplest form, what do we ultimately believe? In fact, paragraph 186 says this. Early on, early on, the church wanted to gather the essential elements of its faith into organic and articulated summaries, which is just, yeah, makes sense. I mean, I, I, we have this thing called the theology of the body that was uh, presented to the world by Pope John Jump, Paul II, and we have these, these retreats, we have um, these conferences that we'll put on for our high school students, our college students, adults, and people are just blown away by it. Uh, people are just are just really moved. They're really they they learn a lot. Their hearts get touched, and then what happens is, uh, you know, they go home and they're raving about this thing called the theology of the body. And people say, "Well, what is it?" And they find like, "Wait, I can't, I, mm, I can't say." You know, they, there's no like, there's no simple form or really concise way of capturing. What is the heart of the teaching of the theology of the body? They love what they heard, but it's like, how do I convey that in a simple, concise, but also very accurate and clear way? The creeds help us do that because we could say, I love Christianity. I love the Catholic church. Okay, what do you believe? Okay, wow, there's a ton. <laughs> and that's why we have these creeds, right? We have these creeds because this is a summary just in the, the essential elements of the faith. Not that other parts aren't important, but we just have have distilled this down the most concentrated form. That's what these these creeds are, and I love this. Paragraph one eighty five says, "Whoever says I believe says I pledge myself to what we believe." Right. This is a a common faith. Um, so we have the common language of faith. It's norm- normative for all and unites all of us in the same confession of faith. I love this term symbolon. Right. Um, symbols of faith, which is great, was what we're saying. Remember. A couple days ago, we talked about how we don't believe in the words themselves. We believe in the realities they represent, right? We don't believe in the creed itself. We believe in the realities that the creed represents. The symbol on, oh, it's just such a great image that I, I have to admit, I just kind of recently learned this. Here is this broken seal that you can essentially hold up to all other believers. And they'll say, yeah, I believe that too. You know, one of the things that I get so moved by the reality of the martyrs. Like right now, there are people, literally right now, there are people who are suffering for the fact that they are Christians. Like right now in this world, you know, been more, there have been more martyrs in the 20th century than in all other previous centuries combined. So martyrdom of believers is, is, not, is not a thing of the past. In fact, it's a thing literally right now of the present. There is someone, there are many people maybe even in the world right now who are suffering. Why? Because they believe exactly what you and I believe. For most of us who get to listen to this, we just get to like say, yeah, I believe that. And I want to live that. I want to pursue the Lord God with my whole heart, mind, soul, and strength. I want to love him with everything. There are people who believe exactly what you and I believe. And because of that, they are now being persecuted. They are now being tortured. They're in the midst of incredible injustice. And the only difference between them and us is their situation. The only difference between them and us is the people around them. Because they believe exactly what we believe. We could hold up that symbol on, right? We could hold up that broken seal to them and it would match with ours. And so we need to pray for them for sure. Uh, Last, last quick thing is we recognize that I mentioned this as we launched into this day, is that the creed is divided up into three parts. And I love this from the Roman Catechism. The first part speaks of the first divine person and the wonderful works of creation, right? God the Father is the creator. Um, The next speaks of the second divine person and the mystery of his redemption of men, right? Jesus Christ redeems us. And the final part speaks of the third divine person, the origin and source of our sanctification, that here's the Holy Spirit who, um, yeah, is the uh, source of our sanctification. We, We know this, that we're gonna hear this later on, that with Jesus, the Redeemer made possible, the Son the second person of the Trinity made possible, uh, the Holy Spirit, third person of the Trinity makes actual. And uh, so we just get to profess this faith. I love the fact that tomorrow also we get to dive into more things like the Apostles Creed, the Niceno-Constantinopolitan Creed. You're going to hear that again t- tomorrow, which is very exciting. And then the day after tomorrow, we're going to yeah dive into what's that first thing? I believe in God the Father. So that's coming. Not today, not tomorrow, the day after tomorrow. But I can't wait to see you there. I am praying for you. Please, please, please pray for me. My name is Father Mike. I cannot wait to see you tomorrow. God bless.